Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. This is great. It's great. Uh, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. It's your boy Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Dry Dick. A.K.A. Poop Hands, A.K.A. Twelve Falls, A.K.A. Gray Balls, A.K.A. T.C. A.K.A. <laughs> we look like we're, we we broke into a Hamptons house. I don't think it looks like a Hamptons house. I, I, I just, you know, I think we found the one part of it that looks pretty like, like you're just living in an apartment in, in Long Island. You look like you're living in a storage facility. I mean. To be honest. A storage facility in the Hamptons. Yeah. I mean, you know what you could make? It looks like a big storage facility that you've moved into. You know how much this storage facility would cost a month? A lot of money. None that I'm getting. Yeah. Actually, so Tim Dillon joins me from the Tim Dillon Show. Excited to be here. Um, Old friends. I like that you're painting. Yeah. I don't know who drew that. It looks, I believe, the middle kid. What's that. great is Andrew's staying at a place where there are children, his brother's kids, and every time I see like art on the wall, I'm like, oh, it's nice. You're like doing art. He's like, oh, that's that was in my three year old. I'm like, oh, well, you okay. met. Speaking of my brother, you met my brother for the first time. Uh, Such a smart, well spoken, capable dude. You say that, and then you said something about, well, now I know that you're the failure. Well, I always thought you were kidding around about being so, so much lower than everyone else. And now that I've met them, I'm like, oh, now I get it. Like, not only lower in the financial sense, I mean, like, this guy's such a good person, his brother. Like, that was really amazing. Like, I thought his brother might have been, like, obviously rich, but like a douchebag. And, like, what guy where you'd be like, oh, this guy. He's so good. It's good about how much he loves his family and stuff. And then you look at Andrew, you're like, oh, in every way, you are worse than these people. I have hair. He's yeah. bald. He yeah, is bald. but it's, yeah. He carries it well, though. It's really just the hair. Now, do you think that he would have been a better comedian if he decided to do comedy? He would have been a better comedian writer, probably. I don't know about better on stage. Really? I don't wow, know. Wow, you're a piece of shit. I dude. don't know. We can never know. You have a brother or sister? No. Yeah. So you have no competition. You don't know how hard it is for I, me. I think he's better than me, too. Oh, okay. Touche. <laughs> Do you think it's better? Okay, so my dad's a doctor. My yeah. brother, you saw, yeah. is a multimillionaire finance guru, right? Yeah. I do this. I have a Patreon that people are dropping every day. Why are they dropping? I don't Why know. are you dropping? That's a good question. Look at this man. Look at that. He's at the lowest point. Why would you get, why would you drop the Patreon? Who is, is this women that want to fuck you? Is that the Patreon? And do you think they give up after a while? Do you think they start going out with a waiter uh, at Chili's and then they just stop the idea of, you know, they don't, they can't be in this fictitious, emotional, digital relationship with you? Well, you would. Who are the Patreon? This is the thing. A lot of them go from 20 to 10 to 5. You know? Why did they start at 20? What do you offer at 20? That's the problem. I started off offering too much and I didn't take your what do you advice. Want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why I offered like five, five, five episodes a week, solos, plus another. And then I offered a motivational speech. A motivational speech? To go down on your grandmother. <laughs> like, I a mean, motivational I- <laughs> speech? You're doing horribly. I mean, that's amazing. A motivational speech. Personalized, too, which I fucked oh up. Oh, my God. They're giving you money, and you're motivating them? So this is what happened. Patreon's essentially a begging bowl. That's like a homeless guy. You're giving a homeless guy a dollar, then the homeless guy turns around and goes, all right, you're going to be okay. And the person's like, of course I am. I just gave you a dollar. You're the problem. I need the motivation. Yeah, speech. you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, ah. yeah, I didn't think of it that way. It's like me doing a Patreon to do at, like abdominal exercises, like fitness <laughs> consultations with people. Someone begging yeah. you to show me. Yeah, I'm an expert on the keto diet. It's like what? Here's the funny thing too is I I offered them personalized, right? So then I well, did I that. Would hope from, you would hope, right? That I did at least that. It was personalized. I did eleven of those, and I go fuck this. I'm gonna. So I just did a group message, right? With fill your name in, right? 
They did not. People didn't like that. People can see that. People can see when you don't. It's like, you know, you write a thank you card. What? God, what did you do? You just said things are going to come together. You guys are going to oh, make my, it out. I'm very good at You want me to motivate you right now? You ready? Here's the pitch. I'm ready. Okay. I was once like you. I was down. I, I, I you know, I, I didn't think that I would ever accomplish anything. I, I you know, I, I had no money. I was in debt. I, I, I felt out of shape. I felt unloved. I felt insecure. But you know what? Even someone like me that was feeling horrible about myself, I feel even worse now. Because none of that's changed. That's the motivational speech. He goes, this is the motivational speech. He goes, just like you, I was broke. I hadn't accomplished anything. I was feeling down. And then you just stop. And you let the person, like the person goes, did the signal drop? Did the computer freeze? You go, no, that's all I have to offer. I don't, I don't have a secondary... I don't have a secondary part of that speech. I started from the middle yeah. and I've worked my way down to the bottom wow. and I've stayed around there. But you know what? You haven't. You've accomplished everything. Tim. I don't know about Is that, that what you want to hear? I don't know about you that. did it all, pal. You forgot about me. You unfollowed me on Instagram. I followed everybody. No, not everybody. I followed mostly everybody. You follow people that are not as close to you as I am to you. Yes, but I took off mostly everyone except Blue Chacks. I took off everyone out of Who Instagram. does that? What kind of monster does that? I it's don't a business. You back. It's a business. Why would I? You why think? am I following people that have not amassed? <laughs> I have your phone number. I could call you and talk to you. Why do I need to follow you on Instagram? I'm following people that have, are making it a business. <laughs> if we go through your Instagram right now, every single one of these people you look up to. Not, I'm not saying look up to. Not look up to, but you A lot of them are, have blue checks. A lot of them have blue checks. Look at these guys. No, blue check. No blue check. No blue check. A lot check. of them have blue checks. Okay, a lot. A lot. It's mostly. And I did a. I did a. And your Instagram's insufferable. It's That's a, mean. It's but That's it's not mean. mean. It's true. That's not true. I don't need to see you TikToking with Nikki Glaser. I mean, this is. Uh, what, what do you want? I mean, what, what do you want me to do? You don't. You're just. You know what? You try to act too cool for school. Like I'm you not can't TikTok. See. This is my problem. I will with TikTok. You. You're a silly guy. I am a silly guy. And I will TikTok. <laughs> I'm following TikTokers with huge followers. <laughs> Does that make you feel better? You're following Nikki Glazer. I'm following Nikki Glazer. She's, she's got a blue check. So if I get a blue check, do I get a follow the next day? Back in. Yeah. You're back in. If you I've asked blue many check. times. I've asked many times. I mean, I, I don't even know how I got one. I just woke up one day, it was there. Are you serious? I swear to God. Did your manager get it for you? They don't do anything. They'll, they'll lie and say they did. I, uh, I have, I, it's not like I have 4,000. I have 33,000. I've amassed somewhat of a following. I appreciate it. They that. want nothing to do with me. I, you got to follow during a purge where I purged everybody. And by the way, I didn't do it. I wasn't thoughtfully doing it one by one. I was going down the list of people and I added people back without blue check. But right then I was, but I didn't, I didn't even realize you were gone. This is the thing. I didn't even realize. Can I be were. honest then? Yeah. But you unfollowed me. Back. So. Back. I unfollowed you back. You unfollowed me. Because I was very hurt by it. Because I feel like we're, you know. We're friends. I, you know, there's pre and post Rogan. Okay? There's pre and post. There's pre and post? Before Rogan, after Rogan, Tim. There's not after Rogan, Tim. There's <laughs> why am I following someone who's dancing <laughs> unsuccessfully on Instagram? First of all, I but made, I great, I made some great videos. I've made some very yeah, funny content. I, I understand that. Send them to me. You can text them to me. <laughs> I didn't come here and attack you for not following me. I would never attack you. You also unfollowed I, me. I unfollowed you back. You unfollowed me. <laughs> you were mad at me for doing the thing that you did. I unfollowed you after you unfollowed me. This is like, the significance of this. We're, 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 we're talking about general rules here. I'm not following you. You're not following me. Okay. Well, we had a great day today. What a day! Look, live. We're day. alive. We, this we, is what I mean. What are blue check marks between I, friends? I use Instagram to get fans, okay, and to keep tabs on people um, that have blue check marks. Okay. Here's the thing: you put up a like photo, Charlie. You put up a nice out. photo today. Yeah. Of my brother's pool house. Yes. That made your Instagram. I will follow your brother. 
Yeah, he doesn't have a profile photo, and he has 10 followers, and he's never posted once. That's fine. I will follow him to anger. People are going to be like, who is this guy? Yeah, they'll be like, this guy's figured it out. He really has. You were you were eliminated at purge, but you might be added back by the end of today, perhaps. Look, we went swimming in Montauk. I, sa- I saved a kid's life. You know, Andrew saved a preteen or a teen's life. And it was a little weird, you know. We're coming. Why was it weird? Oh, there's some interesting stories in LA that were coming off the heels of. And uh, when I see somebody, come on, you think me saving someone's life is 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 Dalia worthy? I'm just saying, if I see somebody die and they're not of age, they're dying. Oh my God! Does it depend on how they're dying? I get it. If you're drowning, you have I to mean, grab if them. I, if I see somebody drowning, if I see a 16 year old boy from TikTok drowning, he's drowning. I'm not gonna like. You're marrying. I'm not gonna like grab his abs and be like, "I'll take you into." It's it's not gonna happen. First of all, she had a boogie. Don't think about it, LA Times. She had a boogie board. She did, and the parents were screaming at her for drowning, which is my favorite. I've seen this before. It's my favorite thing where the parent attacks the child for drowning. The child's like literally like, (laughs) and the parents like, "What are you doing? Get in here!" And the parent can't swim the either. The parent will not get wet. Here's the parent's like, we have three kids. We have two houses. What do we do? What's that called? There's, that, there's a name for it when you see someone dying or whatever in the street, right? And then you don't do anything because you expect someone else to do something, right? You're waiting. Yeah. I forget what that's called. But that's, your, that's kind of your vibe is waiting for someone else. I think it's intelligence. <laughs> so this girl, she loses her boogie board. I could also tell by her face I wouldn't have liked her. So you're only like saving per, people like that person, you think you'd enjoy a like a coffee what with. What am I gonna do? You want to save people? I'll, you're saving someone by happenstance in the Hamptons. Well, I'll take it to the Bronx. You can start saving the whole buildings worth of people. Oh, I won't get any right. money. There might be money involved. In I, this. I probably so could have. My, my got thing a, is this: the girl was fine. She was not drowning. You did not save her. She was literally. She was literally. She was a little. She would have made it to shore. Dude, she kept going out. She kept going farther out. I Eventually, th- she gets to Connecticut and have a lobster roll. I don't know. I feel, she I feel to like and have a lobster roll. Here's the thing. Can I have my water? It's so far away. I just I want to keep talking. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want your episode to suffer. If she, if I'm not a hero because she was close to shore. If she was farther from shore, I'm a fucking hero. I'm getting written about in the Hampton Times. Yeah, it's annoying was, to me yeah. that you have to get to a level of uh, heroism to get noticed. After you did that, did you really feel like a hero? Let's be honest. Truly. 70-30. Because it was, it was like you were helping someone, but you, you were not. It wasn't heroic. Okay, but when does it, didn't it become feel heroic? When it feels heroic. When this, you, here's, let me tell you. Can I paint the picture for you? Because you, you're always like, you, you're always like, let's just... Let's let's make a, a mountain out of a molehill. How this is what a guy has a heart attack and he falls in the water and you dive in a pool and you pull the guy out and you give him CPR and he starts breathing again. That's heroic. Or if you save a kid that fell into a pool, that's heroic. A girl that's having a little issue swimming that probably would have got back uh, to the shore. She was about fifteen feet from the shore. Choosing to help her was nice, but I don't know that it was really the heroism that you think it is. In fact, it was almost creepy. Oh, you think I'm being a creep? You think it was a that little- I chose a perfect time well, to, to to grab a young girl. Number one, you kissed her when you were near it. I was giving her mouth to mouth. I was a little. She was having. She was talking. <laughs> she was talking. You were. You were. Busy she out. was on shore at that point. So that was. Yeah, she was ordering a hot the dog. The parents supported that. The parents were like, "You give him what he needs." I ask consent. Yeah. I got a form. I mean, I, I, I think what you do is nice, but I wouldn't go so far as to say it. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder in those situations, I'm like, will I, will I be a hero in those? And the answer is probably not. Okay. Something like that, I'd be a hero. If, I was a lifeguard. We used to miss saves. And then the owner would come to us and go, you guys like missed a save. The parents had to get, jump in and the kid. We were like so high and we had our glasses on. We'd be like this. We'd just turn around to the owner and be like this. We'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, you guys missed a save. The mother had to jump in and save the kid. You're, you're like, like, you're like, dude, you're killing us. Isn't that a better system? Strong. I hate my cousin. You want to answer it on the show? I hate him sure, so much. sure. But I mean, I hate. Listen, I hate right, my cousin. Yeah, let me put my food on, hey, what's up? What's up, cousin? How are you? 
Good. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm, I, I'm actually out in LA. Oh, that's cool, dude. I'm in the Hamptons. Go to Osteria Moza. Yeah, or take her to the Beverly Hills Hotel, but only for breakfast and only by the pool. Like, there's a place called the Cabana Cafe at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Eat downstairs by the pool is really cool for breakfast uh, or lunch. Or Osteria Moza is really good Italian food. Or you have like uh, Gue Legetza in Koreatown is really good mole. If you like Mexican food and mole, Gue Legetza. Yeah, Yeah, I'll text it to you. How long are you there for? I'll be here until next Saturday. Okay, so if I'm if I'm back and you guys want to drive out to my house in Palm Springs, I live two hours from LA. Let me know. <laughs> I love Dude, you're killing it, man. I'm so proud of you. It's okay, crazy, man. You actually did it. I don't know what I did, but I, I appreciate it. Listen, we started the second war, all right? We want China to advance. Yes, we do. Once they take Taiwan, we go. I mean, just I want to kill myself. No, but dude, it's a serious thing, man. It's a shit, man. All right, brother. Thank you. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Why am I going to text you? I just told you the names. Google Zagat's. Zagat's, Yelp. A top 10 restaurants to eat at in L.A. You're texting them right now? No, I'm texting someone else. Here's the point. What I was saying is, for a fact, the reality of the situation is this. You don't need to uh, save people because I think a better system is having their parents save them, strong families, et cetera. I've always been a proponent of strong families. Family first. Family first. So why am I jumping in to save your kid from the pool? You do it. I saw this story. There was a story. Uh, this guy's wife was getting her leg bit off by a great white. The guy jumped on the great white, punched it. Yeah, because then it loses its, yeah. That's a hero, I guess. The, are you jumping in? Your wife? Your 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 someone? Me? Okay, I have a shark on my leg. What are you doing? You unfollowing? <laughs> if, all right, blue check. Okay, Joe Rogan has a shark bite on if his. If I'm dating somebody, like with somebody I like, I don't think you would pick someone dating over Joe. I'm talking someone that could really help your career. Joe Rogan has a shark biting he's his gonna, leg. He's gonna fight the shark off better than I will. I'm only going to fuck up his whole thing. That's what you're going to tell him after he lost a leg? A I've already done a show like three or four times. I've done it like three or four times. I've done it four times. So like, yes, I want to help him. But I also know that the reality is me jumping in and punching the shark. I mean, who's doing that? First of all, you get bit. You can't punch the shark. So you need your friend to come in to punch the shark. I'm yeah. saying, who in your life would you Why risk your life? Who would you risk your life for? I don't know. Why are you? Maybe my producer. Oh, that's ben. nice. Just because he, I, you know, he does make things run smoothly. Why are you? Why is a woman being attacked by a shark? This is number question number one. Oh, you think it's a, a well, woman no, versus man thing? Why? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Why is she being attacked by a shark? Because she was surfing in uh, Australia. Already. See already, already. But he was surfing too. He was out. Oh, so you think you're worthy of getting attacked? Have you ever heard of a great expression called "You fuck with the bull, you get the horns"? Not when it comes to. You ever heard like that? You fuck with the bull, you get the horns. If you go, you ever see that fat black lady in the car? Is like you go to the shark, that's the shark's house. You go to the water, that's the shark's house. The shark will eat you up. So you're telling me right now that if you put yourself in a dangerous situation, you deserve to die. I'm telling you right now, I'm not jumping on a shark. (laughs) because it's eating an Australian surfer. That's what I'm telling you. What if you're on land, a shark drives up in a, in a Range Rover. I'll befriend it. Gets... I'll befriend it. You'll follow to... it on Instagram. I'll befriend sure. it. Be... Yeah. This is all about Instagram, by the way. You're just supposed to follow my Instagram. What, um... Did you put it on Instagram if I was being eaten by a shark in Australia? <laughs> What else did we do today? We went out to lunch. I, by the way, you would say everyone in that house, if they're being eaten by a shark, the little guys, you would jump on the shark. One of them I wouldn't. I'm okay. not going to say okay. who. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Why? Yeah. I, I love all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, whatever gets my. Does she, does she like you, do you think? The sister in law? Yeah. 
She does. I don't, this is what happens, I think. This is my favorite type of answer is, 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 the, is the serious answer. Like, you know the real answer because um, <laughs> ask you if I'm trying to lose weight, ready? Are you trying to lose weight? I am. Now, here's what that means. It means I'm not. When I go like this, when I go like this, when I go, I am. I am. Like, I am. <laughs> she does. She does. See, here's the thing. Up, boom, boom. But here's the thing. She does. I am. Yeah. But there's more to the... When okay. someone answers like that, you go, I am, however... Okay, so tell me what's the sitch. She likes me a lot. She loves me. She likes the idea of you. She loves me. Yes. A new mom and a... a well, not a new... A mom and a father of kids that are six or younger, and they're out in the Hamptons, and they have to be up maybe four times throughout the night. There's a pool right over there. I'm laying out. I'm living my fucking life. Right. They can't live that life. Correct. Their life is run by those three fucking kids. Right. So who could you get upset at because of that? So it's not so much me. It's the idea. It's, Have you ever had like a, like a, is there every, every now and then do you, are you laying out and she passes you and she looks at you like? I go, I went to the beach today. She goes, oh, that, that must have been nice. That's what she said. Which yeah. says so much. So much. But I love her. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. She really is. She's like, she'll never lay the smack down on you. There's, they, I was talking to someone about this, about the fear of COVID. So here's the thing. If you're rich, successful, uh, you have a good family. The idea of another family that's in a similar, will think that you're not going to bring COVID to their house. How could you? You're rich, you're successful. COVID, my love. So people have this idea of who has COVID, who doesn't. I'm single. I was hanging out with a couple girls that have been traveling a little bit, who've slept with maybe three or four people. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm a risk. A risk, yeah. But am I more of a risk than their kids playing soccer with 10 other kids? Who's, right. who's more of a risk? Right. Well, their kids are their kids. There is that. There is that. So that's what you think. You think just if if someone's closer well, to you, if they got you yeah. sick, you can't get mad at them. Yeah, I don't think she's getting mad at her child. I think she might get mad at you. That doesn't shock you, that piece of analysis, right? Okay, but if okay. you gave her COVID, she'd probably be angrier at you than her baby. Right? Okay, but what about the baby's parents that came to the soccer match and were watching the match with her? She might get angry at them as well, but but the the baby, the Turs that gave her the COVID, she won't be that mad at. She would be mad at the other parents potentially and mad at you. The other parents don't live here too, so they can't. It's not as hard. And then you can't. You can't. But here's the thing. I'm not going to question your behavior. I'm going to trust your behavior. Agreed. So let's say yesterday you had a sketch you shot, right? With nine people. I don't go, hey, were you outside and socially distanced? Well, I was. I mean, I didn't go near them. They also had masks on. Point being is I wouldn't even ask you because I assumed that you wouldn't be here. Understood. If you were blowing all of them. I wasn't blowing all of them. No. Not one of them? Not any of them. It's a lot of dudes. It was a few, yeah. What I think uh, what the situation is is that this woman wants you to die. But not her. She would rather me have COVID in the woods. She wants you to have COVID. Here's the thing that you're not realizing. She actually wants you to have COVID because she wants to know someone up close have COVID and she wants it to be you. And she wants, she wants you to be really suffering away from her. Man. This is the vibe I got from just meeting her. I don't think you even met her yet. She came over, right? And said, I'm going to go. Is that not her? No. Oh. <laughs> Who was that? That was another guest of. How many guests they fucking have? That was the same guest you met before. So you think my sister in law wants me to die? Is that what we're eating? Yeah. What is that? Probably some kind of barbecue. Yes, I believe she wants you to pass away. Man. I believe she wants you to pass away. Is there anyone you think you'd want dead? I mean, most. Have you ever had those thoughts? Most people I know. Have you really had those thoughts? Like, hey, I don't, I've never had a thought where I'm like, I want them to die, but I've had a thought where I say, hey, 
You know what I mean? Well, elaborate a little bit. I get the hay, but it's like, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to be sad about it. There are people where I say to myself, it might be fun <laughs> to go to their funeral and to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. What's your funeral going to be like? I don't know. I, I hope jovial, funny, people will be excited. Long Island, maybe. <laughs> are you worried about your legacy? No. Then what drives you? Because you work just material, as hard. Material wealth and possessions. You have some money. You don't buy No, no, no. I mean, my things. legacy. I just like, what drives me is the need to just keep being funny. So uh, I, I don't worry about a legacy. I mean, I'd like people to remember me as someone who's very funny, but that what drives me is to just to keep being funny, keep making it, creating shit. You create to create. You actually don't create for any reason. That sketch I did the other day, it's no reason to do it the, the, or, or anything I do. It's just you can do it because you want to do it. You have to do it. You want to see how people respond to it. And what, have, what, what is that response? I'm not just being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But like, I know it's coming out though. But like, what about that response? That, does it make you happy? Does it make you feel fulfilled? Or is it just like an addiction? I think it's an addiction. Yeah. And I think that uh, part of it is happiness and fulfillment. But I think it's an addiction. It's a dopamine rush. I think it's, um, I think it's all those things, yeah. You know what's interesting about that is like the first, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm recording. Who's that? Let that person out. It's Alpha. Who's Alpha? Caretaker. Oh. Yeah. Also wants me dead. Um, alpha, like Alpha. Female version. Um, Yo, so this is an ad, uh, not for anyone else except for your boy Puddle Boy. Uh, go to my website, uh, andrewcollincomedy.com, and go to shop, and you'll see all my new merch. I have so much great Puddle stuff. Um, it really is, like, crazy how much cool shit there is. So uh, go check out andrewcollincomedy.com and go, uh, go shop. Buy yourself a gift. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks. What were you just saying? Oh, the addiction. It's interesting because you get that dopamine rush. Like, let's say you put something on Instagram. The first 1,500, 3,500 likes, whatever, you get that rush. Right. And then after that, it's gone. Right. And then you'll check it. You know, you check it maybe 15 times right when you post, right? Or 10 times. And then you won't check it again for once every yeah, hour. Part of it is that. Part of it is the addiction. I also think part of it is like I'm doing something. You know, we want to do something on the planet. So, like, this is the thing that I've decided to do and I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't know what else to do. I think that's a big part of it. It's just a forward motion of actually doing something, filling your time, doing something you're good at. Yeah, you you're good at Believe it. in it, you know? When were you, when did you, I know this is like a cheesy question, but like, when did you uh, realize you were extremely funny? Like, do you have a this moment morning, when you didn't save that girl's life? This morning I realized it was very funny because when I was in the, watching that girl drown in the ocean, yeah, I said to myself, this is so funny that she's drowning and you're sexually assaulting her. I did not. That to me was so funny Dude, that's and it should have disturbed me that you were making out with this underage girl. But instead, I said, you know what? What a wacky world. You know? No, you I don't say know. Things I don't like that. No, a but kid. you said, I just got to clear my name. You say things like that, and people are going to take you seriously that I made out with this girl when Hopefully I saved her parents life. parents and her lawyer. You, as we were leaving the beach, you gave her your number, and you said, hey, one good deed deserves another. Dude, you can't make these kind of jokes right now, dude. Um, when I was a little kid, the answer. Yeah, what happened? Um, I, don't know, I just remember being funny. Like, I remember like, liking making people laugh. And then I think when I got into like uh, high school, I, I, I was a way to get, get popular. It was a way to make friends. What was the most, you think, drastic thing that you did to get a laugh that made you look horrible? You know what I mean? Because I, I would do that a lot. I, I committed my mother into a mental institution because it was a hilarious story. Um, <laughs> no. 
What was the worst thing I did to get them? <laughs> it is so funny. Yeah, so I did. I, like, so I rounded up 10 kids. I, we, homecoming was in three days. I, what is this thing doing? Guys? They're playing, apparently. Anyway, the baby. and Who's the baby? Uh, Sid. Or Leo. Or, um, um, oh, who's that? That's Leo. I want to see the baby. That's Sid, I mean. Baby. You can- that's Sid? Okay. How old can Sid walk? Sid's 19 months. Oh. They're not fun yet. He's getting there. He can kick a soccer ball. Well, a kid, a kid kick us out. Like, I'm sure he can. Part of me, I do feel like a kid should stay in the womb. And I don't know the science behind yeah. it for five years. Well, I, 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 or 40. <laughs> the good time for an ad break. Um, I think, <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I think um, the worst thing I ever did to get a laugh, I don't, I don't know, I made fun of an Indian kid, this kid Tej, who was a chubby kid, and I just didn't, it his accent. And I was like, oh, dot, 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 dot. I go, oh, dot, 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 dot. Still good. It's, was it on the bus? Filled me out of many shows where I'm not doing good in the middle of this country. I go, What's on the bus? No, it's just I'd be passing them all, and I go, oh, no, 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 no. He also kind of smiled, but it was a smile where it's like you could tell he probably didn't like him. Have you seen him since? I think he's a pharmacist. I think he's doing very well. Maybe he would have never done that if he. Maybe he. You're the bully that drove him. Agree. Do you really believe that that the bully that kids should get bullied because it does make them stronger? No, but I believe that. I believe that there are certain social conditions that managing them, you end up getting worse outcomes than not managing them. Like, I think we do a very bad job at managing or uh, engineering social conditions, right? Now, there's always going to be bullies. There's always going to be pieces of shit. There's always going to be bad people. They shouldn't be able to terrify and torture children. That shouldn't be the way it works. Um, and teachers should be get better at, like, you know, getting parents involved, da-da-da-da-da. Um, but, for example, you know, how much of this, uh, how much of it should be under the, you know, like, um, like some advisory board or council or like uh, these relationships, like how much of people's relationships during their schooling years, whether it's romantic relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's all kinds of clubs and things like that, how much of that should be micromanaged by adults and the answer i i think is not a ton of it because i think the whole job of school is to socialize people and to organize them uh in so i think when you start micromanaging interactions like that you run into a problem i see what you're saying like this person i'm saying with has brought a dog this dog reba yeah and you met hubert italian spinoni yeah they were just the one's a puppy every time she nips at Hubert, or they nip. She's running in the middle. Like, no, you can't do that. I'm telling her what to do. And it's, it's the same kind of shit. It's like, let them go at it once. Right. You're good. They figured it out. Yeah. And kids will figure it out. We beat the shit out of each other a lot without parents coming in. I think that the micromanaging of, of people's social uh, endeavor, like relationships, attachments, um, generally leads to bad outcomes. Do you think, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah, you just, you get in these moments, though, where you're just like, every kid's getting a trophy or like all this, like, oh, kids these days are too pampered. But there's a million other problems that they're running into because of these things or because. I don't, think you're, all, I don't think you're all getting too many trophies. I don't think you're all getting too pampered. The problem that I see is they've all been flattened meaning that all of their formative experiences are online and they're actually not developing into unique, interesting people because they're all, you know, responding to this, this stimuli from the time they're very, very young and their entire lives have been curated for them by algorithms of tech companies instead of by their communities, their friends, their families. So that's why a lot of these, you know, kids become like black eyed nihilists. They're kind of dead eyed. They're just like, uh, because they're kind of drones. So you don't get, and Andrew Collin or Tim Dillon, you don't get these crazy characters from different parts of the country that have 
different types of formative experiences. That's my biggest issue with kids today. Yeah, but wouldn't you say then that let's say that these kids were then brainwashed into uh, being more patriotic, being uh, more capable of following rules, of working longer hours because of this shit, and our country's better off because we have these fucking machines. I mean, it, it, if you're somebody who has a vested interest in a bunch of machines, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, but I, I tend to believe that the machines are not the answer. Individualism is the answer. People being um, allowed to explore and... Uh, My only argument with that is that so many people want to be an individual that don't have talent or don't have the ability yeah. to be an individual. I hate when everyone's like, just be the best you or everyone's no, 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 an no artist. One, no one's telling you to be an artist. This is a completely, no oh. you're, you're projecting. I'm not projecting. No one's telling, no you're one's telling anyone to be an artist. All I'm saying is this. I would like, we, you said, is it about the kids getting the trophies or is it about this, is it about that? I said, no, I said, this is the first generation of kids where we've really seen uh, their entire minds have been curated by the algorithms of, um, you know, tech conglomerates. It's like a different, it's an interesting thing to see. There's a heavily medicated generation of people. Um, and I think a lot of this is having a negative effect on their, on their psyche. I mean, the depression is up, suicide is up. A lot of these things are up. And um, I think when I say individual, I don't necessarily mean like somebody who's like, look at me. I mean like somebody who, doesn't feel those social pressures or is able to not to resist those, those intense social pressures that make them turn to drugs, alcohol, or they struggle with mental illness or something like that. They make other destructive decisions, you know, or if, if you do end up going I, down that yeah. road, you can handle them. You can handle Correct. them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, part of me thinks like you got to go through that phase I don't know. Every like, good person I know. you've had. We're gonna, we got to try to break that. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be breaking it. Who is it? I mean, unless you put it on your main page, then never have <laughs> Who is, who's your highest rated guest? Uh, Nikki or Hannah. And how many? Or Ashley or Raina. How many? Numbers? Yeah. We don't have to talk numbers. We're gonna we're gonna break this. We're gonna break them. I mean it really helps if you share We're gonna break these broads talking about dating. Sweat. It's hot up here, so you sleep here, no air conditioning. No, there's AC. Oh, over but there. It's loud. fucking loud. Yeah, it's it's very I'm in nice the middle house there. right now. What do you think of my brother's estate and how much better he's does than me? Like I mean, do you it's like beautiful. would you be okay, this was I don't think I ever asked this because you're an only child. Do you think it's better to have a way more successful brother or a way less successful brother? Because one might motivate you more. One will make you feel a certain way. Less, you don't have to be less successful. You'd rather have a less success. Yes. Why? Because I'd want to be more successful. Okay, but then don't you think you then have to worry about the guy? You have to... Uh, maybe you're going to feel awkward when... I mean, you know, what are we talking about? Less successful or a heroin addict? What do you mean worry about it's like, no, he can do his thing. I just would like to be more. You're basically saying there are two people. Would you like to be the winner? Would you be more or less successful? This is my point. Okay. And I, we never brought it. But like my dad being a doctor, brother, whatever, we were getting into that. And then I don't know where we went after that. But then like, let's say your parents aren't that successful, right? So then do you feel like you have more pressure to succeed if your parents are unsuccessful? Like a lot of people are like, oh, your dad's a doctor. Your life must be great. Well, there's a lot of pressure then to fulfill these shoes, these huge shoes that he has made, right? By being a doctor, by being an oncologist, by saving lives. Or do you want a dad that, you know, works at a bookstore? And so if, you know, whatever you do is an accomplishment. I'm saying we've had this discussion before. Yeah, I don't think the dad matters. Or the parent, the parents. I don't think they matter. You don't I don't think, think the parents matter. I don't think the parent, because I don't think motivation, like I, I think that you're looking at it, you're like, like as long as your parents are good, they, you're, they read to you as your kid, they help your brain develop, they, they do the right things. Like, I don't know, if my parents were uber really, really rich, would I be as successful as I am? No. No, I, I actually, it goes the other way. I kind of like my parents are like lower middle class, yeah. 
but I also don't think that's hu- a huge deal because you could point to John Mulaney and Nick Kroll and their parents are very successful and they're doing it. Yeah, same with the girl from... Uh, yeah, so I think at a certain point, it's just, you just go ahead and do it. There was a time there where, like, Black, there Lives, was a time. Black Lives Matters, it started becoming, I hate all rich people. Like, people are so quick. Well, yeah, well, that's what it is now. It's, I hate all rich people. Yeah, I guess it's still here. It's always oh, it's right there on the surface. Right yeah, it's always right there. Rich people should be rich. And the problem is, they shouldn't try to be artists. This is the real problem. The majority of them, not all of them. Some of them are gifted, but the majority is most rich people. Listen, you, you did it. You got away with it. You're rich. You're fucking it. Don't try. See, when a rich person tries to be an artist, it's like somebody going, I want it all. Yeah. I want it all. It's not enough that I'm rich. I need the attention. I want the fame. I want people to think I'm I, what I have to say is significant. It's like, you did it. You're, you're on a tennis court. You're in a pool. You're on a schooner. You're on a yacht. Leave it alone. And it's not, you it's can't not, have it all. It's not only that. It's when an artist becomes rich, people stop caring about their art. Like, you can't even stay an artist if, because people look no. at you. Maybe. I don't know. Look at a lot of musicians. I mean, you just stop taking like them who? seriously. I mean, how many musicians have more than two albums? But that's because yeah. it's hard to keep coming up with good albums. You think it's because they're... Rich. I think there's something about, like, the, you just lose your cool factor. So much of music is cool. Listen, it would be very tough to keep coming up with good shit, even if you were broke. Yes, when you're rich, you're comfortable. So does comfort kill innovation, potentially? Um, But I think it's just very hard. A lot of people fall into what they call a sophomore slump, and they're unable to keep going. It's hard, man. The people that, like, most stars have, like, three albums. Biggie has two albums. Billy Joel has, like, two or three albums. Billy Joel stopped writing songs in like the 70s. Like, you know, a lot of people in music are coasting off one or two killer albums. You know, what yeah, do you think that is? Though? A lot of good why albums, do you think, but, why, yeah. why do you think they, do they just lose their drive because of money? Because they are older? Because they don't, they're not as hungry? It's uh, fucking hard. It's very, very, very difficult to stay relevant and to keep putting out music that people like. I mean, the people's tastes change. It's very difficult, I think, in anything to keep putting out good shit. You know, when you put the first album out, you were hungry. You had something to prove. It was great. And then you also connected with the audience. How long do you stay connected with them? Do they grow up? Does that audience grow up and grow out of you? Are you a teeny bopper band that when they all go to college, they don't care about you anymore? What are you? And are you able to keep reinventing? A la Madonna, a la Lady Gaga. Rolling like, Stone, Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, Those are classic bands that are amazing bands that are at the top of their game um yeah but that's not going to be everybody it's like well no well the rolling stones haven't put out i mean they've been around for the last 15 years they haven't put out one song that you can name but it's you know comparing anyone to the rolling stones is like hard right because they're like just this planet massive beatles also your first album isn't two years of work it could be seven years before you're even noticed so your second album is like oh you gained this this Jerry Seinfeld has put out what two or three hours of material that's it that's it then he's made a billion dollars he's okay you know I I don't think it's about the amount of material it's but then Woody Allen put out 90 movies or whatever but how many people care about a few there's only a few that he thinks are great I love Woody Allen but it's like no matter what you do, no matter how much shit you put out, people are going to care about a percentage of it. Some of it will be considered really classic shit. And you're putting it out for you. That's, we, we, you know, we kind of got back to the beginning of the conversation. It's like, I put some of these sketches out of shit for me. And then some people love them. You know, the boomer sketch I did where I dressed up like all the people in a boomer family. And to me, I thought it was the funniest sketch. It did the poor, like poorly, numbers-wise. Of all of our sketches, it did like the worst. And I thought it was the best. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but so to me, it, it doesn't. But again, it was funny to me because I'm bringing people into my life and people I grew up with. But if you just go to them, like you make the Antifa sketch where everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about and it's funny, it's going to do better numbers-wise. So that's a decision you got to make too. It's like how much of it is for you, how much of it is for them. What do you want to do? You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, what is your thought process? I mean, that's why you have you know, a hundred thousand comic movies or, you know, uh, DC, Marvel, all those movies are made, right? Because right. they're going to make money. They're going to make money. 
you don't see Woody Allen movies in the theater, and well, you don't see any movie in the theater right. anymore. Right. But but so many movies now aren't specific, unless they're indie movies, Correct. right? Correct. And so comedy, I feel like comedy is definitely. I think when we were growing up, there was some comedy where it was like, wow, I like Monty Python. We never saw anything like that Correct. in our life. But now comedy is a funny dance, or it's a it's something that I could feel like I can do myself. Like, yes. what is that about? Why? why what happened to the uniqueness of people hearing a story that maybe they've never even thought of to hear anymore and are more intrigued as opposed to a story about like something that I, yeah. Why? Because they feel like they could be famous too. Yeah. There's too many. It's too saturated and anyone can do it. And they're right. Yeah. They don't feel like they can be famous. They can be famous. This is what I had to tell somebody the other day. Like, everybody thinks he can be famous. They're kind of right. doesn't mean everyone's going to be famous, but, like, there's a chance. This is the ingredient to be famous. It's not an agent. It's not a manager. It's not living in New York or L.A. It's not having the right friends. It's not having money. It's not having connections. It's not having talent. It's not having drive. It's It's having a phone. Reminds me of. That's the ultimate, the equalizer. It's flattened everybody. And if you do something funny on that phone enough times repeatedly, you might be on tour doing that character. Look at Southern Mama, that guy who just, you know, didn't even put on a wig. He didn't even try to look like a woman. He'd be like, I like sweet tea. Didn't he do JFL? He did JFL, right? And bombed and like, who cared? But But he'd be like, I like sweet tea. (laughs) Hey, Lurleen. Lurleen, you better put, put them babies in that house. They put them babies in that house. I'll beat them up. And people are like, oh, my mother also beat us. My mother also beat us drunk in the yard. That's what it is. She beat us drunk. I also did. I also had that happen to me. You're so, hey, you're speaking truth. That's what you hear a lot. You're speaking truth. Sure. Truth is just so, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, but then it's like, that phone, you know, back in the day, you had the Beatles and you had Elvis and you had maybe four other bands. What I'm saying is like, there needs to be somewhere in between the phone right. and what it was. Because what it was, yeah, perhaps. it was impossible to make it unless you were blowing a producer or a director or you were whoring your... Like, there were so many ways to get big in Hollywood and most of them were dirty as fuck because they had all the keys. Correct. Now they have way less keys but maybe they should have a couple. You know what I mean? Maybe there's some still. I think they will. I think there's, there's everything's a, everything's a time, and every, we're in a time now of you know, people described it like this. I didn't describe this. Somebody did. Um, we lived in the time of yachts at one point, and that was the studios, the networks. They were yachts, hard to steer. They were cruise ships. They were big boats, right? Now we're living in the time of speedboats. Jet skis. Jet skis, speedboats. You know, you can get around quick. You can maneuver quickly. You do, do something here, do something there. But eventually, those yachts, those cruise ships, those big companies, they're going to find a way to take some of those jet skis, take some of those boats, and put them on board. I mean, that's just what it is. So I think you're going to see some consolidation in the next few years in, in that space, in media. With podcasts, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think there's going to be people that launch new things to rival Netflix. And I don't mean Disney Plus, or I don't mean things like that. I mean, like, there will be new types of platforms for people to be on. And what, they'll just be more direct? I don't know if they'll be more direct. I think they'll just be maybe. It's hard to get any more direct than what I it mean, is. you know, Netflix is a, is a very mainstream thing. And I think for other people, like where is there a married with children on Netflix? Do you know what I mean? That show would never get made now. But it would if it was made on a platform where no, people here's bought. No, the thing. People bought. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is eventually people are going to go, I want the fucking entertainment back that I thought was funny and I'm going to pay for it. And as long as people are paying for it, who's, no one can say anything about it. You know what's annoying? We know 911 would not get made today. I mean, they're making a version this, of it. This is what's yeah. annoying. The Office would not get made today. Yeah. The Office on Netflix is the South number Park. one watch show. Comedy Central would not make South Park today. It's the only re- way they have any money. So you can't remake something because it's too controversial. But if you put that on the platform, it'd be the number one grossing thing. So that's what I mean about I think eventually what's going to happen is people are going to make a big money bet. 
and that big money bet is going to be um, on big money bet is going to be on you know content that people find funny, like actually funny content, not politically motivated, not soft, not woke, not mainstream, but like actually funny content. And I think that's going to be. Um, but wouldn't that be, um, what was the one that, uh, something like, uh, the one that Will Ferrell, Adam McKay did not college humor. They did was it college humor. No, it was, uh, shit crack, not cr fuck. I can't think of it. It's like a YouTube, but only for comedy. Right. And they would allow, you know what I'm talking about? Anyways. Yeah. 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 So is that what you're thinking? Like a YouTube or more like a Netflix where it's streaming, where you pay a service, and then you just- I just think eventually SNL, all these things are going, going off the air. They're going, they're going to be done. Okay, but these things get made, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like a new married- I mean, look at, look at the podcast, right? Yeah. People watch the Alon's podcast, my podcast, they watch Rogan, they watch Bert, they watch whatever, right? They watch Two Bears, One Cave, you know, those, those get a half a million views on YouTube. They get audio downloads. They have a bigger audience than most of what's on Netflix. They have a bigger audience than most of what's on cable television. Almost all of what's on cable television. So eventually, I imagine what will happen is yeah. the advertisers and everybody will just be like, well, we got to fucking start getting that. Like, we got to have a platform for those guys to, to why not buy that? We want to own that. We want to be in the business of Two Bears, One Cave. We want to be in the business of letting them make a show, putting money and resources behind the show that they want to make because they've already got 800,000 people. I yeah. sets my balls on them and they're talking at a desk. Why not give them the resources to actually make a show? So then why don't you do this? And I think this is kind of what Rogan's deal was with Spotify. He had to get off YouTube. So someone comes in, ton of money, billion dollars. He buys up Theo's pod. He buys up your pod. He right. buys up. He goes, you got to get off YouTube. Yeah. We're making a Netflix. Yeah. And it's just going to be your podcast. Yeah. Like, I think what happens is, is someone comes to you. And I think, first of all, I think you're brilliant. I think you could create a scripted show. Maybe. You could, but your bread and butter is already proven, right? But then we're like, well, let's take a version of that. And, you know, when we add it to like a streaming service, we're going to need like a show with like more. It's like, no, just let me talk. Let me speak. Yeah. I, I, so I, so I, get I, off YouTube. People are going to have to come to you. Well, that'll be part of it. I think, that'll yeah. be part, I think part of it will be people are going to say, where is a place to put podcasts that, you know, are maybe exclusive people want to buy? Yeah, I mean, I think well, Spotify did do that, right? Yeah, Spotify did that with some very big acts. I just think that the more and more of that stuff is going to happen as the reality starts to dawn on people that the old ways aren't coming back and that the eyeballs are online permanently. They're just digital eyeballs. They're not ever going back to television. Okay, it's but then never going back. But then you're creating. Game of Thrones was the last show that anyone will ever watch on uh, Sunday night at nine p.m. Like it, there's no, it's never coming back. Okay, so then you create this thing, right? But they only pick, let's say, thirty podcasts, right? And then now you got a bunch of other podcasts that aren't getting seen or heard because of this new industry why whatever wouldn't, why wouldn't it get seen or heard well i guess no i guess yeah yeah i guess you wouldn't limit them i mean i'm why not i'm not limiting because them. there's only so many podcasts one person can listen to so they're gonna go to it's like well, you know, don't you believe why it? are you watching a movie on netflix and not some movie on youtube that went straight to youtube because the movie on youtube probably sucks well so then maybe the podcast sucks yeah, yeah. i mean let, i mean the, the reality is at a certain point, you can't keep sitting around and going, I've been fucked over and people have limited. The, I, it's like, maybe it's just not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody seems to want to admit that. It's like, maybe the work isn't good. I know. Why All can't these people comics, admit those kind of things? Um, because it invalidates their uh, entire the way that they're configured. So you, we're all configured a certain way, right? You know, you're built a certain way. Your thoughts and your emotions, your, your, your brain works a certain way. And if you were, if your brain is wired to believe that you're constantly fucked over and that the opportunities are, are robbed from you, um, and that's what gives you comfort and allows you to sleep at night, it, it really is very, very tough to reverse all that and go, oh, fuck, I'm like maybe doing the wrong thing. There's so many people. Like maybe I'm not, like maybe I should not even be doing this. Maybe I should 
do something else and I would have had a happier, but, but so many people are on the planet to waste their life and knowing that, realizing that, and, and, and that's the fucking wow statement. When you go, wow, so many people are on the earth to waste their life and there's nothing you can do about it. And they're, and they're going to be angry at you if you, if, cause you're not wasting yours. Now, do you think people accept the fact that they're just a waste no, and that they're not no, anything well, great? No. Or do you think they're just not even aware of no, the being, It's unfair. It's evil. Yeah. They are victims of a system. They can't quite articulate what it is, but it's just the crushing weight of the unfair system that has chosen to grind them into a paste. And that's the way they've lived their entire lives. It's not that they've had almost every opportunity any human being that's ever lived on planet Earth has ever had. I mean, truly, yeah. most of the people that are complaining about this thing are some of the most privileged people I've ever met in my entire lives. They've had literally every advantage any human being could have, including health, wealth, and everything else. And yet still they can't, they're such craven narcissists that because they can't make a living in a very hard competitive business, they are, are willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, hey, everything's fucked up. But there's money in that type. There, there, sure. There, there's accomplishment sure. in being a victim. There's money in that. <laughs> there's money going, everyone's a racist and homophobic and capitalism's the reason and it's racism's the reason. There's, a, there's money in all that. That's just another way to do it. That's and, your and, content. That's their and content. No, no hate. Good. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Can we just end on a, I don't, I don't usually end like this, but I just think maybe a lighter thing. What's the funniest story of when you got fucked up because neither one of us drink you have you've been sober now for 10 years over 10 years wow yeah do you do you keep track of that like the date no you, did you hit a rock bottom or was it a i mean um, the, one of the funny stories i've told it a, a million times is why i got thrown off i was with bud monster who's my friend's dad we we're driving it was two o'clock in the morning we in his boat his little cigarette boat and we uh we went up on i got thrown out of the boat and i and i you know it landed in an egret's nest and I like came to and I'm in a nest and there's like these birds looking at me and I was looking at Bud Munster and Bud Munster just like lit a cigarette and I think I lit a cigarette while I was laying in this egret's nest and I was just like yeah this is probably time to think about changing my life you know now the people we just talked about wake up in that egret's nest and they go this is capitalism this is what happens a boat does not go through the regulations. There is no safety. We ended up on this eager staff. This is protected land. And the reason that we're here is because I've been forced into this position because of forces that I could not get. I mean, I mean, it's just, there's no, nobody ever goes, oh yeah, I shouldn't have been drunk in the dark with a lunatic on a boat. It's, it, it reminds me of, I mean, I've told that story too, of being arrested in the, in the manatee zone and people will go, you know, nowadays some people will hear this story and I'll, you know, laugh about the story. I was on a jet ski. There's no propeller. I'm not hurting anyone. They go, well, oh, I love manatees. Like, that's what they get out of the story. Like, you're a monster speeding in a, right. with manatees. Right. How dare you, you know? Can I also plug my show? Yeah, but Tim, I, but I, but I kind of. Uh, Tim Dillon's show for all the female incels that listen to Andrew Connell, all the cat moms out there. All the all the it's wine o'clock moms. They're awesome. That watch this show. I love all you girls. I know. There you go, babe. What a sick cult we're in here. Come over to the Tim Dillon show. I'll tell you why you're all fucked up. <laughs> That's a great plug. Thank you for doing it. Thank I'm you so, for having me. I'm so glad that this you're following been, now. This has been a goal of mine since I started. To be in the Hamptons. To meet your brother. Thank you so much for coming on Puddles. Puddles, Puddles. Everybody now puddles, 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 puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get.
get up because you get down and you know when you're standing in the puddle you don't know where to go because you're so deep you don't know what to do i don't know what to say i don't know how wet i am because i'm so wet that's who i am i'm so wet wet i'm so wet i'm so wet i'm so 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 wet now come on in puddles puddles Because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yes, I. Mm -hmm. That's right.